Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You see that man there. He's hyping up the crowd. He's got the same tats in the picture. It's like they're permanent. But I digress, and I must let Teddy introduce our guest we have today. All right, Mr. Babin. Today's guest is known for his incredible tackles in the National Football League. A man hailing from the amazing state of Michigan. He's played for nine NFL teams. Yes, Triple Play listeners, you've heard that right. This gentleman is not only a former two-time NFL Pro Bowler, but also finished third in sacks in the NFL in 2011. From the University of Western Michigan, go Broncos. Give it up for Mr. Jason Thomas Babin. Let's go. Appreciate, uh, appreciate you guys having me on, man. I'm, uh, I'm super pumped about this. Yeah, Jason. Appreciate. I've, I've heard some. Coming. I've heard some rumors about you guys, but um, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll hold my judgment. Okay. Hey, if there's rumors, that means we're generating some PR. So there's no such right. bad thing as that. But Jason, first off, how are you and your family doing? I, I see you posted a fun uh, Instagram meme based on the Oscars yesterday. Uh, yeah, I uh, I have a theory on that. I, I feel like um, after Will's movie Entanglement, he needs a little rebranding. You know, so he's probably going to be like a, an action movie. So he's trying to, you know, toughen his image up a little bit. So are you on its team fake or it's on team real? I'm, I'm thinking team fake. You know, if, if somebody if somebody really disrespect my wife, I'm going to knock him the fuck out. I mean, there's going to be no slap. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. But look, we, Jason, we didn't have you on to talk about the Oscars because we're here to talk about you. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Yeah. I, I didn't either. I, I didn't I, either. That, that's social media. But I want to build a time machine. We go back to the early years. And you attended Paw Paw High School in Michigan. Is that is that really the name of it, Paw Paw High School? Yeah, it's uh, it's actually named after a, uh, a a native fruit. It's kind of like a banana in uh, Native American terms. It was named the Paw Paw uh, Tree, and then the town was the area where they only had them in that little little river valley. Oh man. So. Okay, so we're confirming it here. But so you, you attend there, and you don't play just one, not just two, but three sports: lettering in football, wrestling, and track. So in football, you're a two-time defensive MVP and an all-Kalamazoo, man, I love these names, Valley Association first team your senior year. But that was just for football because you're a state champion your senior year of wrestling. But that was just the first two sports as you were a state qualifier in throwing events with top throws and shot put and discus. You know, like some of us aren't even and, good at one. And the, and the four, by, the four by one. So, You know, you realize like – I think I'm okay at sports, and then I just look at your accolades in high school. I'm like, I, well, I'm not anywhere close. Uh, I, I tell you what was was humbling is uh, when I got inducted in my Pawpaw High School Hall of Fame. I went with my cousin, who's a few years older, and I always I knew you know he had some accolades, but they read mine, and I was like, okay, that sounds good. Then his were about three pages longer, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess you're the, you're the man here. So. so, Jason, speaking of accolades, obviously with accolades comes success, but in success, there's always some kind of, you know, fall to get back to that, that those, the success. So you come back from a broken leg um, in your senior year and actually play the last three games of the season in your football season. Um, you obviously get a scholarship. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot of pretty reps, that's for sure. So obviously that was any part of you scared that you may not get that offer um, or that you would be done football after this this leg injury? Um, actually, no. I was um, I was football going to college really wasn't on my radar. Um, I, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL, and I actually signed up for uh, the Navy. 
Um, but because of my uh, asthma and some other medical stuff in my file, they they didn't they didn't take me as an applicant. So I took a I took about a semester off. I didn't actually go to Western Michigan until the the second semester um, of uh, after high school. Oh wow! I mean, and Jason, that that's kind of the stuff you can't find on Wikipedia, but. I mean, hey, I want to talk about the, that resilience, though, playing with a broken leg. Look, they're not pretty reps, but they're reps because 99.9% .9 of people are not doing that. So, but look. Yeah, we actually, uh, actually somehow my dad uh, convinced uh, one of the uh, medical rep guys he knew that was at the time, there was a device called a bone stimulizer, and it went on the over my cast. It was, help, it was supposed to help stimulate bone growth to try and get the, 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 the break to heal quicker. So we, uh, I guess we kind of pulled out all stops. Oh man. Well, look, things happen for a reason and that doesn't even slow you down because as mentioned, you attend Western Michigan university where you stuck to one sport. I'm glad you specialized, but they, they didn't, they didn't have wrestling. So and oh, I okay. Track. okay. So I, oh, I, I didn't even have the opportunity. Oh, okay. Well, now I know you would have. <laughs> so your freshman year, you play in all 12 games, you have 34 tackles and you're the, actually the only true freshman on the team to earn a letter. Your stats improved your sophomore year and your junior year is where you really took off. You have 94 tackles, 15 sacks, two forced fumbles, and a recovery. An IDP football league, that is great because, we, you know, we are a fantasy show. But look, senior year is where your stock was at an all-time high, just like GameStop last year if you're into the finance world. 115 tackles, 15 sacks, 33 TFLs, earning first-team All-American mid-conference selection league's defensive player of the year and i mean during your time there you put up video game numbers 299 tackles 38 sacks eight forced fumbles two recoveries you also set career marks in sacks 38 and tackles 70 tackles for loss 75 which are both school records still i looked it up and i also want to include your past deflections three blocked punts and you had three catches for 55 yards. That's 8.5 PPR points right there. <laughs> Gotta right? stats. I have to. Yeah. Well, don't forget, there was a big one you forgot. That was the Playboy American. Back for the people that are a little older, the Playboy American used to be uh, used to be a thing. Oh, oh awesome. Jason. And, 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 and we got to go out, you know, have a nice little weekend as well. So. Okay. All right. All right. You're foreshadowing a question I want to ask. We got some people checking in. Love that inspiration on there. But I know there's a question Teddy has about your college journey. So obviously ending your uh, college journey, you know, great, great career. Um, and you did make the right choice. You selected a great college where Terry Crews, Corey Davis. So it's definitely a prestigious college in that football aspect. Um, as you're nearing going into the NFL, did you feel that you were ready for the pro to play pro? And, you know, who was helping you with that draft process? Did you, like high school, did you think that you weren't going to go the football route anymore? Or was it just? Um, uh, honestly, I, I just, I love working out. I love being a part of the team. I, I just, I love, I love being in college. I, I, I enjoyed all aspects of it. Let's put it like that. Um, but then it was the, uh, I think the summer going into my uh, junior year, Coach Darnell called me up at the office. And he's like, he's got a southern accent. He's like, now, Jason, I'm, I'm going to tell you something right now. He's like. You want to do this football thing next level? You you got what it takes now. And any uh, and I don't mean to downplay this conversation because I left this conversation. You know, I remember riding the elevator down because it's on the third story, and riding the elevator down, I'm like, holy shit! I mean, I don't think this guy's bullshitting me. You know? So and I always worked hard, always trained hard, did the right things. I never, you know, I did all those things. But then I I literally 
that moment left, I go, you know what? I'm all in. I'm going to train like an Olympian. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to focus more. I'm going to, you know, work out more. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take things, I'll figure out a way to take things to the next level. And, uh, from that moment on, I just, I never, never looked back, honestly. And then, I mean, you know, was that, when it's your second question was, am I ready? I'm like, honestly, I had, um, I wouldn't say I was arrogant, but maybe I had some arrogance, but more of a, I don't give a shit. This is my field, you know, mentality. I'm going to come, I'm going to step on and own it. So I didn't, I didn't really think like, am I ready? I'm like, are they ready for me? That's how I was thinking at the time. Oh man. And yeah. That NFL, were they ready for you? And I mean, look, you made the right choice. You're selected 27th by the Texans in the 2000 overall 2004 NFL draft, giving up their second, third, fourth, and fifth round just to move up and get you. Now, Jason, I don't like to assume people drank on draft night, but if you did, what did you drink? Oh, we drank everything. Everything. <laughs> I think I think we partied all night, and then we had about a five thirty flight the next morning. So, oh my gosh, that must be the worst hangover ever. Yeah, I think uh, the older you get, the harder it is to pull those off. You know, and at, at that age, I don't I don't think it was really really bothered me. Oh man, well, look, I I want to touch in your your career with Houston to begin because look, you make an impact right out of the gate. You have 63 tackles, you got four sacks, five pass deflections, two fumble recoveries, playing all 16 games, really showing why they came up and drafted you. And your next two seasons with Houston, you'd play in 27 games, finishing with 63 tackles, two forced fumbles, nine sacks, and two pass deflections. But after that 2006 season, they trade you to the Seahawks. But I'm curious. So the Texans, they trade up to get you. You start 16 games your rookie year but only six the following two. It doesn't seem like you got a fair shot. I'm curious to hear how the Texans approached you about being traded, especially after giving up a lot for your services. Well, I mean, obviously, as you remember, I think uh, we might have won one game my um, my first year, and I think, I can't remember if the coach got fired or not, or maybe it was one more year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a very, uh, <laughs> very volatile situation. And I know the new coach wanted, you know, he wanted these big, you know, he, I said, listen, I said, I want to play defensive end. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm learning how to play linebacker, but, you know, I'm good at rushing the passers. That's what got me drafted. And I always, was always kind of lobbying for that situation. Um, and, you know, that's not where they needed me. Um, so I always, I did always feel like, you know, I didn't, didn't get a fair shot in the sense of um, what I could do best, but it was, wasn't about me. It was about what the team needed me to do, you know, to try and win some games. But it was, it was tough when you're winning one game, four games, you know, six games. It, uh, Everyone's getting fired every every off season, so it's uh it's, it's not it's not a great place to grow and develop. That's for sure. Yeah, and so I'm curious, and I'm I'm foreshadowing a little bit because I'm gonna you know got to wick at you there. But your best statistical seasons came in Tennessee in 2010 and Philly in 2011, where you're listed as a defensive end, and most of your career you were listed as an outside linebacker. And being able to sack the quarterback is such a sought after trade in the NFL. I mean, why did teams not have you as an edge rusher prior to these two seasons? Well, I think um, my two years in Seattle was uh, the best time and the worst time. And it was the worst time because obviously I didn't play. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was training like a madman, working out. But the the cool thing uh, that, that kind of happened for me was I got to be teammates with uh, Patrick Kearney. And we had the same agent. And as you guys know, mm-hmm. Patrick, he's a, he's a pro bowler. Yeah. He's a... He's a machine. I mean, he eats. He ate his meal at a certain time. He slept in a hyperbaric chamber. He worked out at a certain time. He got IVs, got massages. And I, and I really was like, okay, you know, I'm a, I'm a pro, but 
this guy is this guy's an uh, this guy's a, a freaking true pro. So you know what? I worked out with Patrick, watched tape with Patrick. You know what did Patrick do? You know I'm gonna do that. I bought a hyperbaric chamber. I started sleeping in that. You know I I took things to the 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 highest degree level of seriousness I could take, which I already you know thought I was you know all in. You know and you find out like I can do more. Um, and then I got the opportunity obviously to play defensive end. You know and after that, but but I was listen I was I was ready. You know to the the tenth degree. Yeah. Would you say Patrick Kearney was probably the best teammate you had? We have a, we have a listener chiming in that it's curious. Sounds like he might answer this question. It was the best teammate for me. That's for sure. Cause you know, I, I, I needed him, uh, I think, uh, to emulate, you know, I, I've, I've kind of always taken that approach with anything I would do. If I want to learn something new, as something I don't know, I find who the best person I think is at that thing. And I, and I, I replicate, I do what they do. You know, it's not hard to emulate when uh, someone's in, at the top. I think that's really admirable and, and, you know, kind of checking your ego saying like, look, I'm not the best. There's always things to learn. There's teammates that can teach me lessons and that's how I'm going to improve my game. And so, you know, we talked about the brief stint with the Seahawks, the chiefs, you know, your first with the Eagles. I mean, Tennessee in 2010 is where you really shined. And it's ironic because at 30, I feel like most people get that perception of like, Oh, they're on the downside of their career, but that's your first best statistical season at that point. You started all 16 was, games. Yeah, it, it was funny. Sacks. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, oh, no, it no, was no. funny. Uh, I was sitting there and I'm, I'm visiting with uh, Coach Washburn in his office in Tennessee. And yeah. and uh, I think they had the draft pick and everyone you know knew they were going to take, uh, or maybe they already took him at the time, you know, Derek Morgan. And I said, listen, all, all I want is a fair shake. I was like, listen, I, I, the best man plays, he told me. Best man plays. I go, I go listen, I said, Coach, don't, don't bullshit me, you know? I, I go, I go, there's, there's situations that dictate otherwise. He goes, absolutely not. And he goes, he goes, he yells in the hallway. He goes, Fisher, get in here. Right. And he, Jeff, you know, coach Fisher pops his head in, which, which now I mean, we're, you know, I, I know the guy a lot different now, but mm-hmm. he goes, yeah, he asked him, he goes, Hey, do I have final say who starts at defensive end? Who plays, who doesn't play? He goes, absolutely. So it, it wasn't this bullshit. It was like, I could, I could feel he's being serious. I was like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's give these Tennessee Titans a, you know, let's give it a go. This is an off-related question, but somebody asked, did anyone have bigger arms than you of anyone you played with? <laughs> I'm sure, but uh, I think uh, maybe in 2009, I, we, we started this thing called Fat Arm Friday. Where we, <laughs> we, uh, we just, we, we had, and honestly, my kids and I still do it on Fridays, uh, you know, uh, to this day. So currently I'm at, I'm at 21 and a quarter, uh, but uh, I'm sure, hopefully my kids will, We'll take the, the mantle at some point. So, so Jason, I got to ask, as someone who's kind of into the fitness thing, what actually, what actually is Fat Arm Friday? Is it a measuring contest or? No, no, we're we're doing biceps, triceps. Uh, we're doing, you know, uh, we're doing holds. We're doing, you know, you're you're leaving there, getting ready, you know, with the with with, with an arm swole. Ooh. So it's and, really uh, bad to where you can't do this after the workout. Absolutely, right? and um, yeah, one of uh, I just drew a blank here. One of my uh, who's a punter for. Uh, New York Giants. Uh, uh, Steve Weatherford. So, yeah, so Steve would send me his like uh, when he first started, started doing his fitness stuff, like his his uh, his stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try it. So give me some feedback. So like we do run some run some of his stuff by on Fridays, you know, and it's it's some pretty intense stuff, high endurance stuff as well. So it's uh it's it's, it's fun. It's just it's, it's a nice workout on Fridays. Oh, I have to throw well, some abs in there as well. 
Oh, man, you have to. You have to. I mean, look, Jason, those big arms, that helped you land the contract with the Eagles. Big payday. Five-year, <laughs> $28 million. I mean, you started out that year hot. Two sacks in the first game. You finished with 18 that season, which led the league. I mean, you're named a Pro Bowl for second consecutive year, but this time you're the AP All-Second Team as well. I mean, that's got to feel good, right? Oh, it didn't suck, that's for sure. <laughs> so you play 11 games with the Eagles the following season. You go to the Jaguars and you finish your season with seven sacks, a career high forced fumbles between the teams. I mean, we got to, we got to make sure that we give out your career highs as well, but there's one game your following season. I want to ask you about, and you probably get it all the time where you ripped out Andre Ellington's dreads. <laughs> so I'm just curious, like, did you like when you're doing that tackle, did you feel you ripping out his dreads? Did you just be like, oh, I know your reaction because you just like open up your hand and drop them? Like, just, how did that go? I mean, honestly, you know, the, the one unique thing about football is where you can just, you can be all frontal lobe, you know, especially as a defensive player. You know, you're, you're kind of a gladiator. You're out there, you know, imposing your will on other people. So, you know, I don't really have a filter on things. So, you know, if it's, if it's available, I'm, you know, if I'm, if it's moving, I'm hitting it. If I can grab it, I'm grabbing it, you know? So it's one of those things that kind of happened in the moment. And uh, as, as you guys know, later we were, we were teammates, but uh, we weren't particularly close. Mm -hmm. I he... would like to say that he did the team, the team did actually get his hair back at the end. So nothing was lost at the end. I, I do have some made up in some uh, photos and some, uh, pictures and like all matted for some charity events from time to time. So I did, uh, I, I was able to procure some myself. I'm just, I'm just thinking of the awkwardness and I, and I wonder if anybody has thought about cutting their dreads when they get to the NFL, because they don't want that to happen. Not only for the sake that they're getting tackled, but I gotta imagine that hurts, right? You know, I don't know. I've, I've, uh, I've never had dreads, but, uh, as you guys know, the, the, the NFL is, is, is definitely, came down quite a bit since since I played in it. They call it the no fun league for a reason. So, Jason, I, I want to wrap out your playing career. So after the time with the Jags, you had some stints with the Jets, the Ravens, the Cardinals. You hang it up after the 2016 season. But off the field, you've stayed pretty busy. So you co-founded Red Zone Realty Group with a former teammate of yours. Kind of curious to hear that venture, how you guys got started, um, you know, how people can close some deals with you. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the cool thing about um, uh, Red Zone is, is the way I set it up was I kind of took that locker room mentality, right? You guys know when you have the locker room where the, the, you have the right kind of guys. You have people that are selfless, people that are motivated, people that are learning-based, people that want to improve, people that take coaching. You know, those are the locker rooms that you have where you make those playoff runs. You go deep in the playoffs. So when I created the Mission, Vision, Value, and Belief, I created a set of standards that we're only going to allow these type of people into our organization. You know, whether it's the the real estate brand, the mortgage, the title, our, our home construction, or whatever, whatever it is, everything is kind of predicated around that. And um, it's 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 kind of unique now. I think this is year year five, and people come to our trainings. We'll have like 30, 40 people on our on our trainings, depending on you know location and where we're at. But they come in to see if they want to be a part of it, and it's almost like they either fit in or they don't fit in, you know, because the, mm -hmm. the culture is so predominant um, that it kind of recruits itself. Um, I kind of took everything I said, like I knew about sports and locker room and create a winning culture and kind of replicate that in business. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been really fulfilling in the sense of I got to see so many people 
you know, achieve their goals, create new goals, achieve those goals, you know, from a financial, you know, perspective and, you know, emotional perspective, you know, the, the, the whole ride. So it uh, definitely has a very fulfilling, you know, thing for me to do on a daily basis. Because people are like, well, why do you still work? I'm like, well, I tell us, listen, I really don't work. You know, I just, I, I help people get what they need, you know, on a daily basis. I, and I love that because I think a lot of players, you know, especially once we've talked to post-career, they struggle kind of finding their identity. You know, some want to get involved in coaching. You know, others want to be in the media. And some people, you know, say like, hey, look, football was a past life of mine, and I'm excited to explore some new opportunities and ventures. So I'm really glad that you don't even find it as work. Well, now, I, I, really, I really am just a coach. So, I mean, you know, spend my day in business planning or meeting with my coaches. So it's, a, it's just an extension of, of, of football in a way. Okay. And Jason, you're also a family man, obviously. Um, and you were just in Machu Picchu on your Instagram. I got to ask, was, yeah. were you still physically fit to get up that mountain or how was it going? Um, oddly enough, oh, I have three boys, 16, 14, and eight. Uh, the eight-year-old was like a billy goat on cocaine. He, he wore the, the guide out. I'm like, both the guide and I were like, buddy, let's just hang on. Just give it a second here. Give me a second. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. Maybe it's because he's 80, 80 pounds. You know, old, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the deal is. But uh, we actually made plans to do uh, Kilimanjaro. And uh, I think uh, the youngest one and I are going to um, try and do all seven summits. So we got a new uh, a new bucket list. Oh, man, I love it. And, and Jason, I just got to stick with one more sport. You're an avid poker player, I heard. Yeah, we actually have a tournament, a uh, charity tournament at my house this weekend. We got, they're setting up four, uh, four tables and dealers, and they're gonna, we're going to raise some money for charity. To, uh, okay. Charity. Okay, what's the buy-in? What's the buy-in? You're you one three, uh, a three five? Uh, yeah, it's one three. But um, we, we start small, and then uh, we, we'll, we'll have some buy-ins back, because it's for charity. Okay. I like that. I like that. I uh, If you're ever in Maryland, we got to get a poker game going together because I would love to take your money. Now, you probably <laughs> you can you can you can stack me in terms of buy-ins. I don't have your net worth, but if we're buying for the same amount, I'll stack you. All right. I don't I, I don't know. I don't have any tells. So I'm, I'm, I'm a good I'm a good liar. OK. Poker. OK. I, you know, bluffing is half the battle. So, Jason. We are talking with the defensive end here, the man that caused panic in quarterbacks. We like to get our guests out of here with a little triple play, rapid fire, some this or that questions. Are you game? I'm ready. Let's go. Awesome. We just have to plug our quick sponsor, and we are sponsored by OxJam. Here we can see an example from the Yankees-Twins game tomorrow. Um you know, the Twins, for example, are plus 180 on BetMGM. They're plus 215 on FoxBet. You ever imagine placing a bet plus 180 odds on BetMGM? If you knew you were getting plus 215 on FoxBet, it's absurd. Um, now, if you think these discrepancies in odds, like the difference even between plus 200 and plus 215 is small, then there is a massive, massive flaw you heard that. For our betting gambling people out there, go to Odds Jam. Use promo code Triple Play. I mean, look, if you're going to bet, if you're trying to take St. Peter's money line like they did against Purdue, you make sure you want to get the best odds. So, Jason, I told you you've got some Triple Play rapid fire. I'm letting you know these are not all football-related questions, and you absolutely have not been asked some of these. Okay. So, I hope you're ready. All right. The better jersey to wear, and this is just in terms of looks, the Titans blue 
The Eagles green or the Jaguars teal? I'm going to say the Eagles green. Okay. That Eagles green is very tough. Rank these three. Pancakes, waffles, and French toast. Pancakes, French toast, waffles. Pancakes first? Oh, come on. It's French Listen, toast. I, I, make, I, make, I make some mean protein uh, pancakes on Sundays. So. Oh, oh, man. All right. Our first disagreement. It had to happen at some point. Would you rather have a multi-sack game or you land a deal with Red Zone Realty? I'm going multi-sack game. Okay, there we go. I like it. I like it. Especially, too, if you can get a forced fumble in there also. I love it. No gym for three months or no haircut for a year. And I say that because you have a fresh cut. I'm going to go no haircut. You got to go to the gym, right? Honestly, I'm not even just to not be a fat ass, but just understand. I would just be in a bad mood. Okay. I like it. I mean... You'll, you'll get that mountain man hair when you're, you know, doing the seven summit. So maybe it kind of fits. Okay. We'll see. Now, obviously in poker, if you get a pocket pair, you know, ace king suited, you play that. But is there any hand you really like just because it's done you well? Like nine, four or something like that? Um, well, I was once with my dad when he had a royal flush and he had, and we're at the casino and won the big jackpot. So I've, I've only seen it done once, and it was my dad, and I was with him. We got this, we got one of those massive checks. So it was a, it was spades were all flush. So it was, it was def, definitely my my favorite hand. Okay. Not that well, I've what, it. what was the hand? I uh, roll flush. Okay, but it was it like, like, was it like Jack Ten suited preflop? Uh, no, he, he had he had three out of, he had three out of um three out of five. Okay, all right, I like yeah. that. I mean, he got he got he got on the flop. So. All right. If I know that you're raising prehand, I'll assume you have pocket spades. That's right. What did you enjoy more, field trips or field day? Mm, field trips. Okay. Was there a, a favorite one? Uh, I'm, I'm a big uh, you know, zoo guy, so going to the zoo was always cool as a kid. We just actually okay. went uh, to one here in West Palm last weekend. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. We got a few more left here. Would you rather be stranded in the desert or in Antarctica? Mm. I'm gonna say desert. I mean, you're you're probably gonna die either way, right? <laughs> Would you rather wear a subtly stained shirt or one with an obvious wrinkle? Oof. I'm gonna wear the obvious wrinkle. Okay, you, 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 those stains you don't like. Okay. Last two here. And I always ask people this, and Jason, you're gonna disappoint me if you don't answer the one that I'm expecting. Would you rather fight Mike Tyson once or you have to talk like him the rest of your life? Oh, we're fight I'm fighting Mike Tyson. Yes, that's what I thought. That's what I thought you would do. Absolutely. Yeah. The scary defender uh, yeah, scary defensers, and I always say that. It's not I remember it was when I was with the Texans and Holyfield came to uh, talk to us after practice. This was freshly after Mike bit his ear. Uh-huh. So we're standing there on the field and there's maybe like 10 of us. He's just making small talk. And all I can stare at is his, is his ear, right? I'm like, holy shit, there's a chunk missing. But then the second thing I'm looking at it, I'm like, my dude, I'm way bigger than this guy. You know, he's like 190, 195. 
you know, I'm thinking like, well, maybe, maybe I can, I can, you know, <laughs> so, and then like we got down with practice for the locker room and the other guys were like, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> so, oh my God. And, and yeah. here's the thing, because most people have to really debate it. Like you gave the most confident answer ever. We wouldn't just throw you in cold Turkey. You would have months to train for it. Yeah. I, yeah. I would, I'd, I'd love the training part. So we'd, we'd be ready. Oh my gosh, Jason, that just made my day with that answer. And, and for those that don't know, you won't find this on Wikipedia. I think um, fighting used to be a, a strong hobby of mine as, as a young man. So there's some, there's, tr- there's, some there, there's some there's some interesting stories and rumors out there about uh, my youth. Oh man, that's why I, that's why I got that's why I got into wrestling and sports. Get me out of uh, out of trouble. Oh, yeah. oh man, it's a, it's a good way to channel it. So and they, Jason, they didn't have MMA either. Oh, man. I would take you in MMA. I, I could see, like, I mean, we've seen Greg Hardy make the transition. I, I feel like you could do it also. The I, got, are- I, got the, I, got, I got the ground game now with the wrestling background. So, and I've found a couple guys uh, that do some MMA with their ground game, too. So, the tats are terrifying, too, let me tell you. So, <laughs> so, Jason, this is the last one, and this is important. Do you pull your toilet paper from the top or from the bottom? So, if you've ever looked up the patent when they when they first submitted the patent for toilet paper, it's got it coming off the top. So I'm an off the top kind of guy. No, that's. I, but here's the thing, like this. <laughs> this it's a patent. But, but this isn't natural. Like think about it. What's easier, chin ups or pull ups? Chin ups. You go this way. Yeah, but but then you get the aesthetics. You get that long tail sometimes. I just I gotta have the things looking clean. Oh Thank man. You. All right. Hey, just, just, just like uh, Stallone over the top. So. All right, all right. Well, I mean, if there's a patent for it, I'll think about changing my ways. But I, I'm a, I'm a from the bottom type of person. So. Honestly, I told you I had rumors about you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, Jason, we really appreciate you hopping in and, and you know chatting it up with us. Is there anything that you want to plug where they can find you on the socials, your highlights, Red Zone Realty, maybe where they can find you taking money from people in poker? The floor is yours. No, you, you, can, you can find us on uh, in Red Zone Realty. We're on all the socials and uh, Red Zone Realty in the Google. So uh, we, uh, we recently started franchising, so we're hopefully be in a state near you. Yeah. And I mean, look, if you're looking to get into that real estate game, if you're looking to maybe switch careers like Jason did, that'd be the guy to talk to. Everybody that tunes in for Triple Play, we really appreciate it. Make sure you click subscribe. Make sure you give Jason a follow on the socials too. He deserves a bigger following.